Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's talking day around the NFL. We're going to hear from all these people soon. Looking at Jalen Hurts up there and then Patrick Mahomes, Bill Belichick, see what he has to say. Everybody coming your way here on NFL Live as we welcome you into the show. So glad to have you on a Wednesday. What are you seeing? Probably Let's not above. pay for it. Okay, that's Dan Orlovsky, <laughs> that's Andrew Hawkins, Marcus Spears, and Adam Schefter are with us for the hour as well. There's a lot to get to. Ooh, Let's start with Shefty. our top story today. Anthony Richardson officially out for the remainder of his rookie season because of that shoulder injury. He's going to undergo surgery to repair the shoulder. And the Colts play Cleveland this week, by the way. Here's Jim Ursay with more on the quarterback. Well, basically, um, he just felt that um, the way the shoulder felt, the pain he was having and everything, um, you know, Anthony felt that that was the best road to go. You know, um, you know, Deshaun Watson, Cam Newton, you know, they um, decided to, you know, not have the surgery. Others have had the surgery. You know, I just was hoping for this great race between him and Stroud for rookie of the year and, and you know, I really see those two guys being the future of the league. Adam, what can you add on Richardson? Listen, Laura, I think this is 10 days after he was injured, and I think this organization is haunted by what went on with Andrew Luck, and it wanted to make sure it was very careful and got numerous medical opinions on the best course of action for the rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, for the sake of the length of his career. And ultimately, in the end, Anthony Richardson and the organization decided that the best course of action was surgery that will end his season. They're disappointed to lose such a young, promising quarterback, but they believe he'll be back next year, full strength ahead. And in the interim, they're going to turn it over to Gardner Minshew, who worked with the head coach Shane Steichen last year in Philadelphia, and trust that Gardner Minshew can help take this team where it would like to go without the rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who now will undergo season-ending surgery. Updates on Deshaun Watson, as well as Justin Fields and a couple other quarterbacks coming your way in just moments with Adam, so don't go anywhere. But, Dan, we've heard you talk about Richardson missing out on those valuable in-season reps, sure. right? And, and that's uh, going to be something that's going to happen now that we know for sure. What can he and the Colts do, though, to continue his development now that he won't be on the field? They have to find a way to make this situation into a positive. It is what it is now, and it's unfortunate. But, one – this is something where Anthony, over the next couple months, without having the burden of winning football games, can work on his feet. You know, can, can he get and develop that? Because that was the big thing coming out of school, at least for me, was improve that, the, the feel, the rhythm of it. The second thing, learn more of the intricacies of NFL defenses. You know, he was thrust into playing, and so all of a sudden it's just so game plan specific for quarterbacks. You know, learn how defenses are going to play different coverages or different fronts or how they might start to attack your scheme like the, the defenses did maybe last year with AJ, excuse me, with Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the last part is they got to find his AJ Brown. Mm. You know, if, if you, we, we love this attachment with Anthony and Shane Steichen, but Jalen Hurts took off under Shane when they got AJ Brown. Who is going to be Anthony Richardson's A.J. Brown? I've said that. That's the number one question, I believe, for this organization from this, this moment until next April. 
who's going to be that receiver in the NFL draft or in free agency. Because once they find that guy, the A.J. Brown type of player, that's when I think the offense becomes truly, with Anthony, what it's going to be. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I, and I hope he uses this as a wake-up call in the sense that, yes, you're a mobile quarterback, and what you bring to the table running the football and throwing the football is what makes you dynamic, but you only finished one game in these four games that you played in. Yeah. And you went out of three of them injured. Now, I wouldn't typically say this is such a big deal for quarterbacks later in their career, but this is how you're starting. You need to go spend the offseason talking to whoever you need to talk to to get the knowledge of how to adjust your game. Talk to Cam Newton. Talk to RG3. Talk to uh, Josh Allen, Think Lamar Jackson. Think of what Tua did this year. Absolutely, because <laughs> your development as an NFL player is your responsibility. Right. And right, wrong, or indifferent, when you are a dual-threat quarterback, this is strike one for in the eyes of people that are going to depend on you yeah. to be available for the long haul. Y'all know we, we meet um, on this show at 1 o'clock, and Dan brought this up to, for me to give my viewpoint from a defensive perspective, and I thought it was super poignant because you think about where this organization has been. They've been in quarterback purgatory, man. Like, since Andrew Luck, we talked about the woes that they've had at trying to find a quarterback that's going to take them into the future – and we finally feel like they found one. So to your point, Hawk, he's going to have to learn how to take care of himself. He's also going to have to learn, and this is what most young quarterbacks have to learn. These dudes are a lot bigger and faster week in and week out than you faced in college. Yeah. You will get caught and you will get hit. So there is never a time for you to let your guard down yeah. to think that you're making a play. You got to go and make all of these plays. Dan, we talked a few weeks ago when he was going into the end zone and he kind of let up at the end yeah. when he got the concussion. And we th you, you think about just the speed of the game. So he's hopefully he can learn that. But more importantly, from a defensive perspective, you like, here we go again, right? Here we go again with a guy that we thought we could build with, yeah. a guy that we thought could win games for us, extend drives, give us some time to get reprogrammed on that side of the ball, and then we can go win games together. Now you're back to really most of this being on your shoulders. Yeah. And as a defensive guy or a defensive perspective, you got to go out and win games now. You, you know what hearing you guys talk I think would be interesting for Indy to do is go back and take the Jalen Hurts tape of last year, specific the, the running, the, uh, whether it's a scramble and design run, and have Anthony watch it and just see the moments when Jalen was aggressive and the moments when Jalen got down and avoided hits. And even like a Lamar a little bit, but I would probably focus a little yeah. bit more on Jalen because it's in that system. They're bigger yeah. body frame guys. I think that might be a really good learning thing for him to be Is like, it, maybe Jalen slid a lot more than like maybe he, we, we thought. Yeah, okay, so it's sliding. Yeah. Is that specifically oh. what you're talking about? Well, I think or it's just, just like avoiding the big hit, hit. whether, yeah. whether yeah. it's getting out of bounds, whether like, I think of the Houston hit where the concussion sliding there. I think of the, the run where he actually got hurt. I think it's just avoiding the big hits. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting anything extra to, to Marcus point. Protect yourself crossing the end zone. Yeah. And even when he hurt his shoulder, like you're not getting thing extra <laughs> by fighting through that and taking a hit. All right, yeah. we'll be on this story throughout the rest of the week and probably beyond that. But a lot of a lot of quarterback injuries following this week. So Adam, take us through some of them. Let's start with Deshaun Watson. Laura, he didn't practice today. He said there's no timeline. For his return, he said he could be back tomorrow, could be back Sunday, could be back next week. It's all a question of how that deep bruise in his rotator cuff is healing. But he hasn't played 
since that week three injury and obviously it's lingering longer than some people thought but it is a multiple week injury and he doesn't know when he can return right now. Justin Fields is dealing with a dislocated thumb that prevented him from practicing today. It is tracking for the rookie undrafted free agent Tyson Bajan to start for the Chicago Bears versus the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday and with Fields it will be a question of when he can regain the strength in that hand and be able to grip the football, which he can't do right now. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are listing their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who's dealing with a sprained knee as questionable for Thursday night's game. Now, Trevor Lawrence himself has said he's quote-unquote optimistic that he will be able to play. He logged limited practices Tuesday and Wednesday. The Jaguars also signed another quarterback today, Nathan Rourke, who was with them over the summer and knows the playbook. So we'll see whether or not Lawrence can go on Thursday night like he says he plans to do. If he can't, C.J. Beathard would wind up starting at quarterback. Ooh, uh, Adam, back in just a moment with more injury information you don't want to miss. And on the other, night, other side of that Thursday night game, excuse me, the Saints passing game, has not been good this season, okay? New Orleans has averaged just six and a half yards per attempt, which ranks 24th in the NFL. Inaccurate throws partially to blame, but it's also about poor blocking. The Saints rank in the bottom 10 in both pass block win rate and sack percentage this season. Dan, when we saw Derek Carr in Monday Night Football a little bit earlier in the year, yeah. we felt like they were maybe going to trend in a positive direction. Totally, he was so excited to be there. Uh, what has happened with the Saints offense so far? I'd say the biggest thing pass game-wise is I would say, Derek Carr, can you hold on some of the progressions just a fraction of a second longer? Now, maybe this is a little bit of a byproduct of the protection hasn't been there. But there are four or five snaps a game with our missed throws, like just a, a, a step off. And then there's four or five throws a game where you sit there and go, can you hang on the progression? Just a, you, you, Maybe like you're getting off number one or number two too fast, and I want you to just hang in that just a little bit. Again, that could be a byproduct of the protection not being certainly what I thought it was going to be and, and not nearly as good as it needs to be. Um, but for them to get the consistent pass game that they should given their talent, I think it's just like, Derek, can you five times to those snaps a game just maybe hang on that first progression a little bit longer or, or maybe get to number two and hang on it just a little bit longer rather than going from one to three so quickly? He has been playing through some injuries, so that could be part of no it. But I, and there's been highs. Right. There's just been more lows than there should be. Yeah, it's interesting, too. With all those weapons, we looked at that offense and we're like, hey, this is an opportunity for Derek Carr to break out. So far, his numbers, not even what they were with the Raiders. All right, let's get back to Adam with more information on quarterback injuries we're watching, starting with Jimmy Garoppolo. Laura, he didn't practice today, which tells you that he's tracking not to play on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Now, the interesting part was that Brian Hoyer replaced him during the game, but if the Raiders have more time during the week to prep their rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback decision could go either way. But right now, Garoppolo not practicing as he deals with the back injury that left him in the hospital on Sunday. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, who took a shot on his shoulder on Sunday night against the Giants, who looked a little bit dazed at that point in time, was back at practice today, and he says he's going to be good to go despite that right shoulder injury that limited his practice time today. The Bills play the Patriots, and Allen says he will not miss that game. And as for Daniel Jones, the Giants quarterback who was out Sunday night against the Bills, he was limited at practice today, didn't do a whole lot. I think there's a chance he's going to be able to play on Sunday for the Giants against the Washington Commanders. It will depend on how the rest of the week goes, but the fact that he was limited today is an encouraging sign. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. 
I don't think they're ready to rule them out just yet. And there's some breaking news that just came in just moments ago. The New York Jets traded wide receiver McCole Hardman back to the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> in a late-round pick swap. It is Hardman and a seventh-round pick in 25 for the Chiefs. 25 sixth round draft pick the Chiefs get another weapon they know Hardman well Hardman knows them well and when the Jets and Chiefs played earlier this season during pregame warm-ups it sure seemed like Hardman spent more time on the Chiefs sideline than he did the Jets sideline he can go back to the Chiefs sideline now and resume catching passes and running jet sweeps from Patrick Mahomes I'm sure he's very happy about this trade yeah Adam you know when people try to see what players are going to look like in new uniforms well, we already knew what Nicole Hardman was going to look like in that Chiefs yes. uni more from Adam coming later in the show that you don't want to miss. And we are just getting started on NFL Live. We continue on with those Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the offense getting a lot of the attention. But we're actually going to spotlight how good their defense has been this season. You don't want to miss that. Plus, one of our favorite segments is back. It's Lost in Translation. We're going to try to make sense of things like this. Each week's its own week. So, I mean, we get ready for Buffalo. Buffalo's different than... Las Vegas, every team is different than the other team. Every team is different than the other team. Marcus, you're on camera. Hey. He's, he's not even just on camera. He's really big back there in the. Why are you calling him fat? No, I'm saying oh. he's bigger than us. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You're so mean. He's perfect. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered for week seven, 10 a.m. Eastern, and Scott Van Pelt. The Monday Night Countdown crew gets you set for 49ers Vikings. That's a two-hour pregame show starting at 6 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. And hey, Sunday Night Football this week features the Eagles versus the Dolphins. Can't wait to see this one, of course. A lot of talk will be around to a tongue of Iloa and Jalen Hurts. Let's get our ESPN Eagles reporter Tim McManus in here. And Tim, as the Eagles defense gets ready for that high-powered Miami offense this week, we're still awaiting word on the availability of two huge contributors, Darius Slay and Jalen Carter. What do we know about their help? Hey, Lar, good to be with you. And hot off the presses is today's injury report for the Eagles. Cornerback Darius Slay, I'm told, was on the field practicing in a limited capacity after missing last week. And the same can be said for rookie defensive tackle Jalen Carter back on the field after missing last week. Both of those guys limited, but a positive start to the week for the Eagles. And let's face it, they need all the help they can get going up against a Miami offense that's ranked number one in points. 
and yards and just about everything else. And talking with coaches and players today, they kept bringing up the speed of that Miami offense. But defensive coordinator Sean Desai had a great line. He said, speed can hurt you, but physicality can hurt speed. And that tells you everything you need to know. I think Philly wants to make this game a brawl. And speaking with defensive end Brandon Graham, he said that's about making the other team feel you and that they need to get after Tua and make sure that they get him off of his spot. Lar? Yeah, Tim, this Eagles defense, no stranger to physicality. Interesting stuff there. We appreciate you being with us. Jalen Hurts, by the way, has eight turnovers this season, tied for the second most in the NFL. That's as many as he had all of last season, okay? He's already got one more interception in 2023 than he had in 15 games last year. So when you think about all that, uh, we're going to hear from Jalen first, but here he is talking about his turnovers. You turn the ball over four times, you shouldn't expect to win. Um, so... Plan on doing a better job of that as a team. You know, those guys are great players, and they, they know they made mistakes. Um, I know I made a mistake. Um, we all know we make mistakes, but it's about how you respond to it, and we have the confidence in one another to respond. Um, I feel like they, they've spoken for themselves on that, so there's no need for me to comment on it. All right, uh, Hawk, what's your biggest concern about the Eagles offense right now? My biggest concern is the chemistry and the connectivity of the passing game. And that starts with offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, his ability to shape the game plan to play to the strengths of Jalen Hurts and to really sync up. Now, these are two big plays from a week ago against the Jets where A.J. Brown misses deep. But when you see out of his break, we talked about this, Dan. Yeah. He slows down, and they miss this throw by inches. This next one is a throw from Jalen Hurts, right? Devontae mm. Smith has two steps on that DB. And if they connect on just one of these, they win that football game. And that's what you have to do when you're playing against a good defense. A.J. Brown has been featured since that sideline dust-up. The downside to that is you expect the, to know – you expect the ball when on the plays that you think you're going to get them versus yeah. always feeling like you're live. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. The number one receiver has to be the open guy. That play – cost them a game against the New York Jets. It's like A.J. Brown is the open guy, whether he is or isn't. Four of Hurts' seven interceptions this season were on passes thrown more than 10 yards downfield, too. He had four all of last season, as we've told you. Hey, seasons are different, right? Uh, new on NFL Live, though, Patrick Mahomes was asked about a tough divisional game against the Chargers this week. Here's what he said. Every game in our division is is a one-score game. It's, it's going down to the wire. And so we understand it takes the little things that are going to take us to get that win. Um, and so we have to continue to get to really focus on our division opponents, um, and especially the Chargers. Um, and so we just we take that time in the offseason. We take some more time in training camp so that when we get to this week, we're prepared and ready to go out there and be our best. And our best is what it's going to take in order to get the win. Yeah, Mahomes is going to need the help of his defense in this one. And it's been great so far this year. They rank second in points per game allowed and third in total QBR. Part of the reason they're so good is their defenders are sticking to pass catchers, okay? They're stuck to them like glue. According to NFL Next Gen Stats, the KC's defenders have averaged just three yards of separation on pass attempts. That's tied for the best in the NFL. You try to make a catch and someone is right there. Dan, what else, though, and in addition to that, makes this defense so challenging for opposing offenses? Yeah. On tape, their third down defense has no identity, and that's in a good way, but they have two main goals. First goal, create one-on-ones, and that's what they do a great job of using their linebackers. They walk those two linebackers up there. So now, as an offense, we have a guy for a guy. So now they have three to our right, I have three. Great. 
Now they have two rushers inside, but I've committed three guys. So where's the one-on-one? -on -one? There it is, Mike Dana. They don't need all the one-on-ones to win just one. Does he win? Absolutely. Pushes the left tackle right into Russell's back pocket. So that's goal number one. Goal number two, they play with great leverage and man coverage. Starts with two safeties. Now when the ball is going to get snapped, they're going to spin down to single high man-free defense, meaning one guy in the middle of the field, man underneath. Those guys that are outside, they're playing inside leverage to force hard throws. The guys that are inside are playing outside leverage to kind of clamp or clasp that inside receiver. The safety plays over the top. So you have the one-on-one -on -one gets one in the pass rush, and then they play with tremendous leverage. This is another down. Again, there's those backers walked up. We've got five on five, essentially. Now we're trying to create another one-on-one. -on -one. Karloftis is now being one-on-one -on -one blocked with a tight end. That's a bad matchup for me offensively. Everybody else is getting blocked but that guy. Remember, last time it was that outside leverage, inside leverage, man coverage. You're going to get a very similar concept. It's just going to play out a different way. Again, there's that clamp between that number three receiver, and now that corner and nickel are going to play in and out. The outside guy takes the out-breaking receiver. Inside guy takes the in-breaking receiver. I think that's what's so hard. And so everybody at home understands this. When you're seeing one... As a play caller, those different five one-on-ones, you don't know where that one-on-one -on -one is going to be or who, who it's going to be for. Karloftis, Mike Dana, Chris Jones. So you're trying to, number one, start with protection. That's a challenge. And then when you're trying to call a pass concept, and Hawk, you know this, mm -hmm. that's going to beat the coverage, you get inside leverage man, then you get outside leverage man, then you get a cover two zone, then you get two man. It's like you're, it's a Rolodex of mm -hmm. coverages and you just have to almost guess the right one in the right situation. And that's on third down, and that's hard. Yeah, look, we talked about what they're doing. Dio, you talk about those two linebackers walking up and creating those mismatches. But, man, it's time to start talking about Bolton and Gay, those two linebackers for Kansas City in the upper echelon of the groups in the NFL. One, they do a great job in coverage. Two, they are premier blitzers when, when, they are, when Steve Spagnuolo uses them. But you talk about run and hit and create turnovers on hits. They do it with the best of them. And I think that's probably what has changed the Kansas City Chiefs more than anything is that these two athletic linebackers now are starting to make up for some things on the back end that we used to see hurt the Chiefs. The other thing is, too, though, like there's the reality. You got the Dolphins week nine and you got the Eagles week 11. As of now, it's been a pretty easy slate based on how the offenses they play. I want to see how they adjust when they get to this speed and different look dynamic. Yeah, um, the Chiefs have the seventh hardest remaining schedule in the NFL, according to ESPN analytics. So we'll see how that ends up factoring in. Either way, Spag is in his bag. I can just see him excited about this oh, Rolodex geez. of defensive calls. All right, guys, it's Wide on Wednesday. Dan Hawk is going to show you why Amari Cooper is the key to Cleveland's success on offense, regardless of who's at quarterback. Don't miss it. It's next. Right here on ESPN. We'll be right back. Cook is still going. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Monday Night Football heads to Minnesota as Brock Purdy and the 5-1 49ers take on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. 8 Eastern on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. This wide out Wednesday. Dan Hawk, take it away. When does he know time to get inside? Game plan within the game plan. Don't do what's on the paper. Do what you know. We call it squirrel. 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 I want to work backwards here. I am licking my chops because it's time to eat. This is why he's such a smart football player. This is the fastest feet inside the world. If I tried that now, I would tear everything. You have my permission to slap him to sleep. Six, six worth of Connecticut swag. Whoa, whoa. That was get it. That was dope. Wide out Wednesday. There's those feats again. You know what I also take, one of my takeaways? Ooh, there's a light color. We got a, we, I want a light colored suit here. And we, we get into the Christmas season. Okay. Dark shirt, sure. light colored suit. I like you that. Can pull that off? Yeah, I can pull that. I can pull off anything. Right. Cleveland ah. Browns, big win last week. Amari Cooper, yeah. huge part of their pass game, even with the backup quarterback in the game. I think the fundamentals mm-hmm. and then the situational ball that he displayed were a big storyline. Listen, when the chips are down and you need a play, you go to your go-to guys. Amari Cooper is a route guy. Yeah. Amari Cooper is running a universal route known as the slant. People think it's the simple lineup and run it, but this is the hardest route to run versus press coverage in the game of football for three reasons. Number one, it's the closest route to the quarterback, so you can't outrun the DB. Number two, nine times out of ten, they'll have inside leverage. So they are sitting where you want to go. And number three, if you overcome that, the DB has an insurance policy known as a linebacker who wants nothing more than to have you eating through a straw for the next six to eight (laughs) weeks. Okay? So you started off with alignment. Every route for good route runners is a double route. Because every route, even as simple as a slant. What do you mean a double route? So every route, even if it's as simple as a slant, yes. has a counter route that I'm trying to sell. Okay. Okay, so if I'm running a slant, do you know the route that I am trying to get the DB to think I'm running? I, I would imagine a go route. Absolutely. All right. Everything you're doing has to sell go, especially in press coverage. And for young receivers. Why especially in press coverage? Because he's so close. And like I said, everything is to the advantage of the defensive back. Okay. All right, so if I'm lining up, and for young receivers, if your most effective routes are to go in a slant, you are not a number one wide receiver. Okay. That's, that's NFL football. Those are the two easiest throws for the quarterback, and I have to give him that outlet. All right, so press man here, it starts with the alignment, and you're, you're trying to thread a needle. You have to be wide enough that you're not going to get washed out inside to that linebacker because if that ball comes and I get blown up, right. whose fault is that? That's on me. If I'm too close. Oh, if you're saying you don't widen, that's on the if receiver. If I don't widen yes. and, I, and I get blown up, that's yes. not the quarterback's problem. That's on me. Okay. So I get wide enough for that space. And then number two, I'm trying to show him go. So I can't get too wide because then he'll know I have an in-breaking route. I got you. All I right. love the fact, Hawk, on this play that we're in four strong. So I think that linebacker is tucked in just a fraction mm-hmm. of a step so that windows create a little bit better by that release by Amari as well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Let's go to the ISOs really quick. Now, I said you're selling us a go here. Now, this yeah. is a go route. 
that Amari ran earlier in the game, and you see that in that that go route indicator where I'm giving a hard fake inside and going out, he gets washed up. The corner falls. It's a big play for a go route. This is the indicator right here. This Absolutely. Jab, that jab step with his right foot there. Hard step inside, and now I'm giving everything to the go. Now, if you go to the slant, I have to sell him this exact same picture. But what he's going to do is he's going to give you that indicator earlier yeah. so he can commit to the go. Now, play, play the slant. Indicator, one, two, three. This is the best sell job that you can have as a wide receiver because not only am I giving you the indicator, with three hard steps, with my look, with my demeanor, with my lean, I am showing you go. And you see this cornerback completely commits, and that's what I'm trying to do. So you're telling me that his goal – now, let me ask you this, because I know as a quarterback so often slants are a three-step slant yep. or a five-yard slant. When does Amari know on that slant route break? Like, when, when, is it a step thing for him in that moment, or is it a, a, a body kind of position from that corner? It, it's multifaceted. Number one, you want his hips to commit to the go route. Because if okay. I get your hips facing towards me, I know that I have the speed to cross over in a way that you cannot recover because that ball should be in the air. So you want the corner's hips to go from kind of facing you, the receiver, to then, like right there, facing I think the his, his hips are square. Yep. And then when he gets to that, that point where his hips are now facing the sideline, that's when he knows I've won. That's what you know you want. And for the quarterback, if you see that press coverage versus slant, yeah. what I need from you is patience. Let me win. Let right. me get him to commit yes. so I can cross over. And this crossover, now that his hips are facing the sideline, he has a crossover that's cleaner than the Board of Health. It is an easy throw for the QB and the moment of the game where they needed this play the most. I love that stuff, man. The, 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 the release and the way that you're describing how important the hips are mm. of the defensive back for the receivers. That's it. That's no, 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 no. Come on. Hey. Stay away from me. I don't want no Shaq Kevin Hart memes getting sent to me no more. <laughs> you're too tall to be that close to me. Guys, so many details go into this game. Fascinating stuff. Let's get Adam Schefter back in here for some more top stories. Big day for a couple players. Adam, coming off pup. Let's start with Jalen Ramsey. Laura, his first practice since he tore his meniscus this summer in training camp, and by all accounts, he looked outstanding. But the practice window for Jalen Ramsey's return has been opened, and he should be on the field here playing in a game in short order sometime within the next three weeks, which will be a big boost to that Dolphins defense. Also back at practice today for the first time since tearing his ACL last December, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Tyler Murray back at practice working to get back on the field and he will be playing here at some point soon. Josh Dobbs has taken over and done a very good job. Very impressive. But Kyler Murray is going to get his turn behind center at some point here soon. And also Pro Bowl safety Buda Baker back at practice. And Roger Goodell finalized a contract extension that really has been in the works and almost agreed to for months now. It extends him through March of 2027. Will make him one of the longest tenure commissioners in sports. He's 64 right now. The end of the next deal will take him till he's 68, which makes him older than Pete Rozelle was, older than Paul Tagliabue was. And listen, Roger Goodell's made a lot of money for NFL owners. They were only too happy to give some back to him today. Yeah, congratulations to the commish. Adam, you're done for the show, unless, like, some breaking news happens, which I kind of root for. Never know, uh, but, Lord, but, <laughs> never know, never know. <laughs> hey, that makes me think you got something. Don't tease me, okay? We'll see if Adam comes <laughs> back. But also coming up on NFL Live, Ravens-Lions is one of the best matchups of the weekend. We're going to tell you why Dan believes a certain Lions defender is the key to stopping the Ravens' offense. Might not be who you think. We got our Lions guy here. He's going to tell you the latest. We'll be right back on NFL Live. Woo!
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the game that everybody is waiting for. It's a fine line between drinking wine and squashing grapes. On the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Hmm? When it's grim, be the grim reaper. Are you watering and are you fertilizing every day? So when it's time to pop, it'll pop. I feel like a mermaid and everybody else like dogs. You got to see if they can swim. I'm going to take them on the island. We need volunteers, not hostages. You're arguing with your girl and she says, I'm sorry. Like, all right, let's, let's watch a movie now. We're good. You know, in translation where people say the darndest things. Uh, we're going to play a soundbite. The guys are going to explain what it means. First up, Mike McDaniel before the Panthers game on Sunday. Have a great day, Coach. Hey, I got my smelling salt out. I'm ready to go. I got my smelling salt out. Woo! Do you guys want me to translate? Woo! We used to do this all the time. There's nothing what better than smell smelling like? salt. You know, you know what was great? I was, like, my career was very much so like Mike McDaniels, often not necessarily in the game a ton. So <laughs> I would certainly do this uh, pregame myself. But why were you doing it? Okay, well, Just to wake up and be like, let's go. We're going to go to college football When you know you're not going to get hit. This soundbite from Nick Saban on the opposing quarterback was just too good to pass up. This is not the kind of team that you all think they are. They're a good team, and that quarterback is a handful. I mean... You know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling him off like a gnat on a fly's ass, I mean, a fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass, I mean, that, 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 that was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Nick got tired. That, that slogan towed him up. He didn't know how to come back from that. But what he's talking about is KJ, the quarterback from Arkansas, a big physical uh, quarterback throwing people off his body. Trust me, they played LSU earlier this year. I saw a lot of this. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> the gnat on the flies. Anyway, uh, um, finally, Dan Campbell yeah. and the Lions face the Ravens this week. Campbell was asked if he sees Lamar Jackson in his sleep. Is it Lamar I see? Um, well, if, if I was dreaming about how to stop these guys, he'd be the first one I would think of if I was coming out of a nightmare. I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and um, of course, of all people to translate, I get Dan Campbell, the one language I don't speak, but I will give it a try. <laughs> what do you, you mean? Lamar you mean? is a, a nightmare to stop. Lamar is a nightmare to prepare for. He can kill you with his legs, kill you with his arm. But luckily with nightmares, you actually never stay sleep enough to die. So hopefully... Uh -huh. That becomes a reality. That's Hog. a really good point. Too. what did you mean by the initial comment? Oh, that I, you don't speak that I language? Um, <laughs> I don't like nightmares. You don't like them? No, nah, man. Who likes nightmares, though? Like, I don't who, do you know people that like you nightmares? You should have took some 
you should have took some smell of salt before Jared Allen got after your ass <laughs> and you went out of bounds. That's what you should have did. <laughs> Three days in a row? Talking about he took guys, smell of salt. I mean, I, I got it. Honestly, you got to take it. I haven't done it. No smell I haven't salt. done it. Three for three. It's I haven't done it yet. All right, that's good. Hawk, Hawk, Hawk is going to wait that. for the most opportune time. <laughs> you need to take some smell of salt to help your voice sound better. I don't know why he takes smell of salt. He's all raspy. Oh, my God. I've never taken a smelling salt, so I might have to try it. I don't think I need it. Let's stay on that Ravens-Lions matchup. Marcus, what are you watching for the Ravens' offense in this one? I want to see some precision. <laughs> we so stupid. I want to see some precision. Um, outside of Lamar improv, and then I know what everybody's going to say. Well, Lamar is at his best. But this is I, I want to see some of these timing things turn into explosive plays. We talked about it. You see here, just a quick out route to Duvernay. Go and get nine yards. Some of this methodical offense that can potentially turn into big plays. This is Lamar hitting a dig in the scene to Nelson Aguilar. I know we get enamored with all of the things that Lamar Jackson does and all that he means to the Baltimore Ravens. But I think another way of thinking about how this offense can be explosive is as opposed to it being thrown 40 yards down the field, hit dudes in some advantageous spots where they can go make plays because he has some dynamic guys outside of him. Absolutely. Explosive plays is, is it. This is the opportunity to do that this week because the Lions are really stout in the run game and the Ravens run it more than any other team in the league. They got to show that they can push it down the field. And how do they do that? With Zay Flowers. Mm. The reason why it's been tough is because Zay Flowers typically plays the slot or close to the, to the line of scrimmage. Well, right. this week against the Lions, those safeties, they, they get bitey up back there. And so there's yeah. going to be opportunities down the field for this new Munkin offense it was supposed to feel different. Yeah. It was supposed to be more pass heavy. And he is more of a pocket passer in this offense. This is the week to put that pass game on display and show the true development of this O. I agree with all that. Real, real quick, great win for the Lions versus Tampa Bay. There's two 80-yard touchdowns yep. that are there on the big balls that yeah. you know they just didn't connect on with mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield and his receivers. If we asked everybody in the NFL or fans, like, who's the best inside linebacker in football this year? Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, you better, Roquan Smith, you better start saying Alex Anzalone. Number one, he can shoot the gap in the run game. Number two, he's very disciplined in his coverage responsibility. Mm. And three, when you watch him in the run defense, the patience he plays with. As an offensive person, when I watch a backer that can kind of do all three of those things, you immediately go, okay, run game-wise, how can we get away from him because he's got such great shoot-the-gap ability? Is there a matchup that we like in the pass game? Is he going to get matched up on Mark Andrews in this game? And then when you are trying to run the football, it's like, well, he's not going to overcommit because he plays with such patience. I think he's been one of the keys to why this run defense in Detroit has been so good this year. Hmm. I love you putting him on the map a little bit there, Dan. Also, check out the hair there down on the screen. I don't know. Do people realize he had that going on? I think the people in Detroit realized it. Well, everyone else realized it. He's a good that, player, man. Hey, um, I just looked up smelling salts on my phone. The first thing His that came up is like something yours. called wake the dead. Yeah, that's what Is you, that what we do what with you those? Do. You wake okay, the dead. I've learned line. something new today. Uh, coming up next, the high-powered Dolphins offense faces a stout Eagles defense on Sunday. Something's got to give, okay? See what the guys are keeping their eyes on in this matchup that's going to be marquee, no doubt. We'll be right back. His hair looks like yours. That's a compliment. For him. There it is. Tua Valoa gets the second half start. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown!
That was one half of football. So don't count Jalen Hurts out. Tua is not getting up. And that means Jalen Hurts, the guy who was replaced at halftime of the national championship game, comes in to take over for the guy that won that game. How ironic would this be? Jalen calls his own number. And he's in. Touchdown! Last year it was Jalen hugging Tua. This year it's Tua hugging Jalen. Honestly, two of the greatest college players in their relationship, I think, that we will see in a long time. Gives me chills to rewatch some of that. The former Alabama teammates had been two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in the last two seasons. They both rank in the top five in total QBR, yards per pass attempt, and 50-yard attempts. Here's more from Tua on playing against Hurts today. I, I got a lot of respect for Jalen. Uh, he's been a great competitor since I've got there to Alabama. Um, He's been a special player since I've, I've been there, and he's been a special player um, throughout his entire college career. Um, so I, I know it'll be a good game, and I don't think of it as a Super Bowl preview or anything like that. I just think that this is another team that we're preparing for, um, and in order for us to get to where we want to go to, we got we to gotta play this team. Ooh, Super Bowl preview. Okay, uh, let's okay. get ESPN Dolphins reporter Marcel Louis-Jacques in here today. He was at Dolphins practice earlier. And Marcel, seems like the big news today involves a guy who won't be back on the field for a couple weeks. But what do we know about the potential return of Jalen Ramsey? That's it. It's the exciting news that Dolphins fans have been waiting for for three months. Jalen Ramsey did practice today. We just got the injury report a couple seconds ago. He was limited after coming back from meniscus surgery in July. But fans who are hoping to see him on Sunday are going to have to wait a little bit longer. Mike McDaniel already ruled him out against the Eagles, but he is cautiously optimistic that Ramsey will play before their Week 10 bye. At this point, seems like probably a bad bet to count him out. Teammate Kidder Kohu said he's a superhuman for how quick he was able to recover. He will be back sooner rather than later on some game day, just not this game day. Yeah, we can't wait till that moment. Thanks to Marcel for the latest there from Miami. And so we know we're not going to see Ramsey, right, Hawk? But the Dolphins are going to have their high-powered offense on the field. Philly's going to have to deal with it. So yeah. what advice would you have for this Eagles defense? Do not press these boys. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I mean, you watch this tape. It looks like it is in fast motion. Even by <laughs> NFL standards, they are playing at a speed that I have never seen before. And, and a lot of that is because of Mike McDaniel's offense and the way he deplores them. But if you look at what the Eagles do, last year they were the best in the league in opposing QBR in press coverage. This year they're 24th. You couple that with what you see on tape from Tyreek Hill. Yeah. It's like they get around that 40 to 45-yard line, and as soon as they see a corner in press, they just throw a go ball, yeah. and Tyreek Hill catches it five yards in front of them. They have a foolproof way yeah. of beating press coverage. I'm not kidding. If they go into it, they know exactly there's one of two ways a corner plays press, and if it's this way, you release this way. If it's that way, you release that way. There's no thinking, and it's why they get off the press so easily in Miami. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, Mike McDaniel, the head coach, play car, I think he's as good as anybody in the NFL right now at taking defensive lines out of the game. Two has been sacked six times this year. Really only one of them is the New England is a real one. So how is he going to do it against the, the Philadelphia Eagles? You're going to see that motion and play action game multiple times. Two, they are going to see so many different reverses to force those defensive ends and that defensive tackle group to, like, where is the football? And then some of the toss sweet stuff that, you know, they'll, they'll come from the outside and block, and then they'll, they'll uh, bring somebody across, you know, and kind of ch chip or kind of in and out block them. There's so many different things that Mike McDaniel does to mitigate defensive lines. Six sacks. 
The only one that I think is actually real is the New England one. There was a fourth and one against Buffalo. Mm. The other events, Buffalo, they're down by 28 points in the fourth quarter. There's one against the Giants in a two-minute drill with like 15 seconds to go in the half. It is fascinating to watch what he does, and it will be incredible to see how he handles Sweat and how he handles um, Hassan Reddick and if a Jalen Carter plays and how much he kind of mitigates those guys' impact. I want to know who Tua is after he, after his first read is taken away. And does he turn into a playmaker? Does he get the two and three? And if it's not yeah. there, can he create and extend? That's where we see him get in trouble in games like this, the big games. Remember Green Bay last year when that defense was able to turn the football over, even though we found out later he was still playing uh, foggy. But you look here at this Buffalo uh, defense, this Tredavious White, and the safety takes it away. And then where do you go from there? And that's always the question for Tua. When he's playing with timing and rhythm, there is nobody better. It's these plays when you got to step outside yeah. the structure and figure out who, how, how to not only get, get an explosive play or check it down. I want to see that against the Philadelphia Eagles. To me, that's the only thing that potentially holds this offense back from being explosive every single time they out. Yeah, just really fast. It, doesn't it feel like, though, Dan, that the scheme almost helps Tua to not have to really think otherwise? Like, this is an example to me of a, an oh, offense yeah. that really makes it to where he's not having to go past that first read. It's, it's a fundamental part of the Shanahan scheme that Mike McDaniel comes from. I'm going to get number one open, cut it loose. And that's why you have, do, do have games where it's like, man, that's a weird throw from Tua. He threw it into a party. So, <laughs> um, Marcus, I agree with you. I just don't know if Philly has the people to operate and execute it the way that Buffalo does. But for sure, this offense is see it and cut it loose. All right, we can't wait for that game and so much more. We're going to get you ready for week seven for the rest of the week. We'll see you tomorrow here on NFL Live.